My name is Saul Wordsworth, and this is the IBT Podcast. I'm Saul Wordsworth, Deputy Editor of IVT International, the world's leading publication for industrial and off-road vehicles in construction, agriculture and mining. Welcome to the IVT Podcast, sponsored by 4C Power, battery systems for sustainable electromobility. Our interview today is with Christoph Gertner, CEO of 4C Power, a leading designer and manufacturer of smart lithium-ion batteries for the electromobility market, most recently in off-highway. Christoph will talk about what made 4C Power enter this market, the differences between agriculture and construction in electrification, and where he sees zero emissions in five years' time. But first... It's time for news and conversation with IVT editor Tom Stone, live from his averagely sized home on England's south coast. Are you standing up, Tom? I am standing up, yes. That's, I thought I'd stand up, stand up for this one. Stand up for you. Thank you. Because you went into the office and picked up your ergonomic architect's desk. Did yes, there's a standing desk, which uh, well, it helps to it helps to change your posture, doesn't it? During during working hours, absolutely, it's good for your bunions. As you know, I'm I'm currently lying down. Just As always, yeah, just like the Beatles towards the end, or the Romans, they or, used to lie down to eat, didn't they? They did, or a number of our colleagues who will remain nameless. I think we might have talked about this uh, last week on the podcast, or last edition on the podcast, I should say. We're not getting them out weekly quite yet. Um, but but let me. I, I would like to just go back to the the, the news about Bauma China. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I think it's Volvo really news. Is it the hidden Volvo news? Yeah, the Volvo news. Because you know, the, 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 there was some news came out from Volvo, and they're slightly hiding their light under a bushel at the moment, I think, because they have not exactly given any details of what these new vehicles will be. But they have said they are launching two new ranges of vehicles uh, specifically for the Chinese market at Bauma China. So we might have to wait until Bauma China before we get the details. But that's exciting news, isn't it? It's very exciting news. I mean, it's interesting because they're sharing a stand with their uh, subsidiary or, or, or their collaborators, uh, long-time collaborators at SDLG, yeah. out of the Volvo Group, uh, Chinese OEM. And I think traditionally, really, SDLG have taken the Chinese market. Volvo machines have been available there. But I think this is the first time that they're, you know, it's going to be a Volvo Chinese made, um, made and designed for the Chinese market, made in China, but with the Volvo branding. So, but it reflects perhaps, you know, uh, um, 
the fact that China is is coming out of the COVID crisis perhaps a lot more quickly than other parts of the world, and maybe this is why Volvo are moving to uh, you know capitalise on that. Do we know any more specifics about the, the products? Are either of them electric vehicles? They said they will launch two entire new product ranges at wow. uh, Bama China um, to meet the specific needs of Chinese customers. This is the first time the company has created a dedicated Chinese offering. So, you know, product ranges would suggest this is going to be more than just two vehicles. You know, this is going to be two, two ranges of vehicles. Yeah, um, but more than that, we don't know. We, what we do know is that also on display on the Volvo stand at, Vol uh, at Bama China will be the electric vehicles already launched at, um, at Bama Munich getting on for two years ago. Um, but those, uh, those electric vehicles will be, uh, will be there. And I think China has definitely has a, uh, um, a great interest in electric vehicles and electrification. Um, I know they've, they've been able to embrace the, uh, the sort of automotive electric revolution uh, a little bit more quickly than perhaps some other parts of the world because um, some, you know, perhaps a larger portion of their population didn't have cars at all. So, you know, they may be buying their first car as an electric car. Well, it's interesting. As we know, electrification is one of the major themes within the the off-road industry right now. Um, and uh, that ties in with our interview today, which is with the CEO of 4C Power. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, looking forward to hearing this. And it's, uh, it's all part of, yeah, as you say, the growing um, interest in electrification. And this is our, we're just, we, we are working, aren't we, at the moment, uh, so on the next edition of the magazine, which is our electric special which um, the electric issue, which, uh, you know, we started, we thought we'd start it last year. And, and already with this second annual edition, it's, it's uh, the, huge interest in it, growing interest in this area. Well, there's a lot of interest. And we, and we dig quite deep into the, the nuances of electrification in the interview. We talk about the different demands of electrification and uh, lithium ion batteries in agriculture versus construction. Um, where electrification may be in the off-highway industry in perhaps five years from time, five years time from now, whether whether and why electrification lends itself more to smaller vehicles. Let's hear it. I can't wait to hear. Well, let us metaphorically and literally stand aside, and uh, uh, we will listen to my interview with Christoph Gertner. Excellent. You said literally and metaphorically stand aside so yeah i did actually I'm literally standing aside you can come back now now it's time for our feature interview so sit back not too far back mind and settle into my conversation with christoph gertner ceo of 4c power christoph gertner Thank you so yeah. much for uh, being a guest on the IVT podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, until recently, your main marketplace was sort of on-road industrial vehicles, lorries, trucks, and so forth. Would, would that be fair? Maybe even vessels? 
Yes, actually on road, yes, you're right. Because this is a market which started first. Uh, you need to remember that we started developing batteries for heavy vehicles, whether it's on road or off road 10 years ago. But actually only on the road started three, four years ago. Off road is a new market. And is our conversation um, triggered in part by the joining of the company of Pierre Laut, who is obviously now a board member of 4C Power, but formerly president of Iveco and worked with CNH and New Holland? Pierre Laut, I mean, uh, joined the company uh, two or three weeks ago as a new uh, board member. The presence of uh, Pierre, uh, his knowledge about uh, the uh, uh, industrial vehicle market, buses and trucks, of course, but also agricultural construction market, is essential to us. I mean, our willingness to go to the off-road market and his arrival in the company is really key to our, our future success. So tell me why, obviously, Pierre has, has, has joined the company to try and um, improve and embolden that success. Why is it then that you, you had, you had a, a market space? Why have you entered a new one? Uh, but actually, the technologies of batteries we are doing actually fits, is uh, well-designed for the on-road market, but also the, actually this technology is also the right one for the off-road market. However, what we need to do for the off-road market is some adaptation, some uh, new formatting. However, in terms of technology, production capacity, our solutions fit both markets. Okay. So what aspects of your technology would you say meet the challenges of the heavy-duty industrial off-road vehicle market? Well, actually, first, we, we do batteries for industrial applications. We don't do batteries for consumer or commercial applications. For instance, we don't do batteries for passenger vehicles. Passenger vehicles are mass market, and actually passenger vehicles are not used as intensively as uh, industrial vehicles. Yeah. So first, industrial application is key. This is how we structure, how we develop our products. On the other hand, industrial application often use high power. We have the right technology for high power. High power, very high power, but of course also energy application. And on top of that, cycle life, life duration, total cost of ownership. This is something very key. You do not just buy something, you actually, you, uh, you, you, you acquire an equipment for years or decades. You obviously spotted um, a gap in the market. This, it seems to be particularly prescient because in the last year or two, uh, electrification in the off-road industry has become a really big thing. But you spotted it three or four years ago. Do you think that there is a market for you? Oh, absolutely. Actually, three or four years ago, actually, we were talking about that with all equipment manufacturers, but most of them were thinking about that almost as a gadget. Today it's, no long, today, it's no longer a gadget. Today, it's a must. And actually, development department, R&D department of all of our clients are using most of their resources just for the electrification or for the development of electric solution, which means that if they put all their resources in that direction, it will be a market in two or three years' time. Development time is always two or three years, but thereafter, then the market will take off. In terms of the market taking off, is this not a technology or a solution that at this point lends itself much more readily to 
towards the smaller vehicle end of the market than the larger end? It is clear that uh, smaller vehicles like uh, up to 50 horsepower or below 50 horsepower, it's easy for electrification. That's a natural move towards uh, electric. But still, uh, for higher powers or bigger engines, actually, hybridization is also a real solution. And hybridization really means using high power batteries in order to have the engine work in a better, uh, in a better mode. And on top of that, reduce emissions and vibrations, which is key for the, uh, for the user. Okay, so you, you entered this market space three or four years ago. Are your products or solutions in place within the space currently? Oh yes, we already uh, today probably have a dozen customers in this market uh, in Europe and actually also outside of Europe whether it's for mining equipments, cranes, uh, telehandlers, excavators. So we are already in this market. Now the volume is not yet there and the, the volume will grow now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned your presence in the market. Would you care to name any of the, the, your clients or OEMs, Christoph? No, not yet at this stage. Fair enough. It's my, my job to ask. You're, you're talking about sort of two to three years time, um, the market really becoming, um, really finding its feet. Where do you see the electrification industry or the electrification market of off-highway vehicles in perhaps five years from now? What we think is that uh, because the market is at its infant stage today, actually, uh, it does not represent what, uh, for instance, a bus market represents, which means hundreds of millions of uh, uh, revenue or sales. However, with an annual growth of about 25%, probably uh, between 25 year 2025 and year 2030, probably the biggest part of the market will be converted towards electric. Or in, in any case, what we think that we have uh, a period of probably 10 to 15 years during which the market will grow. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Um, are you aware of your competition? Because there do seem to be a number of people who've entered this space in the last you know, 12 to 24 months. Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, it is very fair that uh, when you see a market appear or grow, you can be opportunistic and you must be opportunistic. On the other hand, when you're in this market for more than 10 years, you accumulated experience, experience, technology, mm -hmm. and production capacity. And today we are in this market. We have factories in Europe. We have factories in Asia. We have uh, installed production capacity of over one gigawatt hour. So our customers can benefit from that experience and from that production capacity, which competition cannot always bring to the market that quickly. Of course. From your perspective, from a technological perspective, is there any difference between the construction industry and the agricultural industry? Yes, there is. First thing is construction industry, to a large extent, is an urban industry. I mean, construction is in urban areas. So you have an environmental problem and you have a, a legal restrictions in the future where you will have to, uh, to, uh, to stop using combustion engines. That's the first thing. The second thing is noise, of course. I mean, uh, 
uh, in the morning at six o'clock, uh, you don't want to be, uh, to be uh, instead of uh, having a clock in the morning or an alarm in the morning, you don't want to hear an excavator. So if it's a silent mode, it's much, much better, as well as pollution. But not just that. So, so for the user, I mean, uh, you have less vibration. And in terms of cost, if you think in terms of cost, uh, actually electric, of course, you have a capex, you have an initial cost, which is a bit higher. However, maintenance, maintenance and repair costs are lower. And if you have a financing solution on top of that, you can make it even cheaper than a conventional uh, solution. Okay, that's interesting. So, it, it, therefore, such, such solutions lend themselves much more to the construction side of things than agriculture, although they still... still well, well yes, of course, construction in priority, but so also on the agricultural side, actually, uh, uh, for any uh, equipment in the farm, uh, which is, I would say, equivalent to uh, construction, then, I mean, uh, electrification is of interest. But outside of the farm, where power is higher, probably, and also uh, maybe infrastructure can be a subject, hybridization is a solution. Christoph, could you tell me a little bit more about cost of ownership? Yes, absolutely. As I mentioned early on, I mean, actually, maybe the capex of an electric vehicle is a bit higher. It's really sometimes significantly higher than a combustion engine vehicle. On the other hand, we propose, we offer, and we are the first company who did that already three years ago, we offer total financing solution. I mean, you remove the capex completely, and since the total cost of ownership is already lower today, thanks to less maintenance and repair, over the lifetime of the vehicle, and of course, including the battery, your cost is lower than a combustion engine vehicle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, th there is quite an incentive to invest in uh, electrification solutions. There is a clear incentive, and uh, today all customers we have already convinced to use financing solution are satisfied with that and repeat uh, repeat orders uh, with financing. What is it about 4C power that perhaps differentiates it from from the competition? Ah, yes, I think it's very, a very important factor is that we are a system provider. We're not just a battery manufacturer. We're not a battery development company only. We're doing all of that. We're developing batteries, manufacturing batteries, servicing batteries, financing batteries. So it's a whole solution we bring to our clients. And we do not start from what we do. We start from what the customer wishes or needs in his market. Okay. Christoph. Gertner, thank you so much for your time and for being a guest on the IVT podcast. Thank you to IVT. Thank you. That was Christoph Gertner, CEO of podcast sponsors 4C Power, with some interesting observations about electrification and the future of battery technology. Join me again soon for another episode of the IVT podcast. In the meantime... Stay safe and healthy and stay in touch with us on Twitter at IVT underscore MAG, online at IVTinternational.com and, of course, via this podcast. That's it from me. Until next time. The IVT podcast is an MA business production. Please like and subscribe. 
If you are interested in appearing on the podcast, reach us via our website, ivtinternational.com or email ivt at markallengroup.com.